Hey, welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns. I'm trying to switch up the intro. So I guess, hey, what's my idea for today? <laughs> I could do better. <laughs> and I will, I promise you. But anyway, this is the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. This is where we talk about, or at least I talk about, um, you know, practices and concepts around mindfulness and compassion that can help you to show up to your life, to be here fully, to be here completely and to be here honestly and with authenticity, right? And, and, to, and to do all of that with compassion, right? Because we know through science and, and research, we know how valuable compassion is. Not, not just because it's nice to do for people, not just because it helps others and all that kind of stuff, but it's very, it's, it's indicative of our health, right? It's indicative it, or, or it impacts our health in a very, very real way, okay? Uh, in terms of the integration of our brain, our body, the integration of being, you know, connected to each other, the, the ability to be honest and the ability to be authentic, right? These are all tied in to the, the, con to the practice of compassion. It's all impacted by it, right? And, and compassion is something that is so, so simple and, and frankly, very easy to practice. And, and, it, and it will do you a lot of good. Um, so before we get into today's uh, topic, I wanted to, um, I want to put a question out to y'all. Okay. Now, many of you have reached out for the, um, for the one, you know, the free coaching session that I offer to everyone. And, and I, I love that you've all reached out and I love talking to you and I love, you know, I love all of it. Okay. And, and it's beautiful, right? But I also know that that even though this first session is is free, right, and that's great, and I try to do that for everyone, you know. But a lot of times when I talk to people, it it turns out that it's um you know the the idea of entering into a sort of coaching relationship, you know, is is not financially you know feasible for people, right now. Look, there's a reality, right? The world runs on money, right? Money is part of it, right? And and you know, and so I need to make enough to to pay my bills and all that kind of stuff, right? But there is another concept. There is a, you know, there's a, a third way if you will, right? Like it's not either one-on-one -on -one coaching or no coaching. There's also a concept of group coaching. And I wonder if anybody out there would be interested in a little bit of group coaching. I'm, I'm considering uh, starting a once a week kind of, um, you know, not so much a, a coaching program where it's like, okay, 12 weeks, I'm going to bring you through these 12 weeks. I'm going to, you know, do all this, this thing. Right. But, but more like a, just like a weekly meeting, right. Where you can come if you want to, um, you know, pay per meeting if you want to, um, and, and just show up with whatever questions you might have. Right. And so I wonder if that's something that would be appealing to y'all. And and because it's a group program, it can become very, very affordable. Right. Like we can, you know, like fifteen, twenty dollars per session, maybe even less, you know, depending on how many people. It certainly makes it worth my time, right? Because that that's the thing, right? Like it's it's all the economics, right? So as long as it works, I'm happy to do it. Right. And so and so I wonder um how many people might be interested in that. And so I would love for you to let me know. Okay. And I'm also going to pose this to my community in the learning to surf, um, uh, world, right. Um, you know, I have, you know, I mean, we have like 
10 or 12 people who regularly show up every week for the meditation. So I'm going to put this out to them too, to see if maybe they would be interested in another night of the week that would be more, you know, not doing guided meditation so much as, as just a, a like an hour long, hour and a half long kind of meeting where, you know, we just talk about the concepts of mindfulness and I help you to figure out practices and I help you to figure out, you know, cause that's the thing. A lot of times, you know, you can see all these books, right? Like, like, you know, it's, it's very simple to, to go to write a book and I'm in the middle of writing one myself where it's like, okay, just do this, 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 and that's how it works. Right. But that doesn't account for your life, right? That doesn't account for like, yeah, great art. It sounds great to do meditation first thing in the morning, but guess what? I've got three kids and it's just not possible. I just can't do it, right? Okay, so the book isn't going to tell you another way to do it, right? But a coach can, right? A coach can say, okay, well, let's talk about, you know, in a five-minute conversation, I can get enough information from you that I can then, you know, make a recommendation that will be different from doing the meditation in the morning again, for instance, but still allowing you to benefit from the work, okay? So I'm just throwing it out there. This is the first time I'm mentioning it. This is the first time it's becoming a thing in this universe. So I'm just kind of, you know, throwing it out there for now. So so if you, if you could, you know, kindly send me an email and let me know if this is something you might be interested in, okay? And, and, and I, this is, again, the first step. So what day, what time, all that stuff, that is still going to be uh, determined. Certainly do a few different groups if that's what it becomes to accommodate different times and stuff like that. So anyway, first step, how many people would be interested in something like this? OK, um, so, so let me know. OK, if you're if you think you might be interested in this and you'd like to learn more uh, and, and to figure out what the potential might be, then please just let me know. OK, and then based on that information, we'll make our decisions. OK. All right, cool. So, um, so what I wanted to talk about today, and, and oh, and and before I go, let's let's also just remind you that we do also have this other wonderful group that meets every Wednesday evening. Okay, um, I, I think there's a, there's a few people from this this world here who has entered that world there, and I love that. And I love the worlds colliding and and combining. It's beautiful. Um, but I just want to remind you. Okay, now that is something that we do by donation, but. <laughs> Most people, the donation is zero, and that's okay, right? Um, it's a guided meditation. Usually takes between 30 and 40 minutes of guided meditation, and then we have a beautiful, like, 20 to 30-minute conversation, right? And the conversation is often, you know, like, I will usually kind of just pose a subject, uh, but but oftentimes after I pose that, somebody comes on, they talk about whatever they want to talk about. And, and it kind of, and that's what gives me this idea of the group, right? Because it's kind of, you know, it becomes like a group, but it's only for like 15, 20 minutes, right? Because that's all we have time for. So there's so much more that we could learn if we do like an hour, hour and a half of just that, you know? So, um, so, but that, meditation group does exist and it is open for you. Okay. I want you to know that. Okay. It's very, very simple. I'm going to put the link in the description today to, to join that group. Okay. Literally just click on this, on the link register within meetup. It's free. No, no, nothing at all is going to cost you any money to sign up or anything like that. And just, you know, as soon as you're in the, the, uh, meetup group in the, the Dharma talks or whatever, Adam, uh, named this one, uh, you'll start getting the notifications and all that kind of stuff. And so then it's much, much easier. Okay. 
So, uh, so that link will be in the description for anybody out there who would like to join us for a, uh, a beautiful meditation Wednesday evenings. Uh, okay. Here's the old game that I play. Okay. So it's seven o'clock, uh, mountain time, which means six o'clock, uh, Pacific time, eight o'clock in the Midwest and nine o'clock on the East coast. Okay. So, <clears throat> All right, so um, what I wanted to talk about today, though, was something that, and I, I totally rejiggered the, the black book for this because I really wanted to talk about this today while it was kind of, um, you know, fresh in my mind, you know, uh, because I came, you know, I kind of came across a bit of a uh, revelation yesterday and, and I wanted to share it with you or not, not so much a revelation, but just sort of an evolution of an idea, right, or an evolution of an understanding, if you will. And I wanted to share it with you today. So. So in mindfulness, right, what, there's this thing that we talk about in mindfulness called the four pillars of mindfulness, right, which is just to say that anything that we experience, okay, anything, anything in our lives that we experience, we experience in four different pretty specific ways, actually very specific ways. Everything we experience, okay, we experience in our body, right? As a, as a physical sensation, right? You, you walk outside and it's a beautiful day. You, you feel that, right? You walk outside and it's really hot. You feel that, right? Um, you know, you, you, you pick something up that somebody dropped and they, they, you see their face light up as they thank you. You feel that. You feel it in your body, right? Um, somebody cuts you off or, or runs through a stop sign and almost hits your car. You feel that in your body, right? Okay, so the second pillar, the second way that we experience the world around us is emotionally. And all those things that I just mentioned, they also include emotions, right? Somebody almost hit your car, you certainly feel an emotion, right? Um, just moving through your life, you're going to experience emotions all the time. Now, sometimes those emotions are neutral. There's this really thin, thin little uh, uh, strip of emotions that can be neutral, but it's pretty rare. Most of the time we're either, you know, we're something, right? We're feeling some kind of emotion. And again, this is anything we experience, okay? The third way we experience everything we experience is in our thoughts, right? Cognitively, Right. Like, oh, this woman just dropped her her, you know, her keys. I got to hand them to her. And, and gosh, that was a nice thing for me to do. And gosh, she looks so happy now. And I'm so glad that I did that. OK, those are thoughts. Right. So those are the three, you know, now, now I practiced with those uh, or or. I mean, yeah, I do practice that way. I mean, I certainly have practiced that in the past. I don't necessarily do that specifically for myself right now. But one of the, the main practices that I give everyone I work with is to, you know, kind of pause from time to time and, and notice those three aspects of your experience, right? And again, at any given moment of the day, you can check in and notice these these three ways of, of experience, right? Like you can at any time check in. What is my body feeling in this moment? What am I, emotionally, what am I experiencing in this moment? My thoughts, what are they doing right now in this moment, right? And now normally I kind of stay away from the fourth pillar of mindfulness because it, it, it's, it 
it's a little hard to grasp, quite frankly. You know, it can be anyway. And so, and so, so usually what happens is as I'm coaching people, we talk about that fourth pillar. Like that becomes the kind of, you know, we understand that fourth pillar through the work that we do. Okay. And so I want to, I want to try to describe the fourth pillar to you today, just just from the standpoint of, of, and again, it's, it's an evolution of an idea that I had to, you know, just yesterday, actually, this came to me. Um, not just yesterday. It's, it's come and gone for a while now, <laughs> if I'm honest. So, um, so, so this fourth, this fourth pillar, right, is, is what Jack Cornfield, the Buddhist, um, you know, master and teacher, uh, will call the Dharma, right? Now, there's many different definitions for the word dharma, right? Dharma is is you know in the uh, traditional Chinese kind of understanding, Buddhist understanding, right? Um, dharma means the way, right? So it's the path. It's basically kind of life itself, you know. In, in Taoism, they would call Tao the same thing that we would call dharma in Buddhism, okay? But there's there's different sort of ways of looking at the Tao or the Dharma, right? And, and let's stick to the Dharma because we're not talking about Taoism. We're not really talking about Buddhism either, but this is very specific to Buddhism. So so, so the Dharma, right, it can be defined in many different ways. But in, in this particular, um, uh, you know, kind of context, what I want to explain and what I, how I want to define it and the way Jack Cornfield talks about it is that the Dharma can be seen as the kind of the patterns of our lives and the the tendencies that we have the predispositions that we have for things okay a lot of times what i call this is our programming right all of us from the age of of birth to the age of about seven years old, right? Our brains are developing in such a way that we are literally just absorbing everything that happens around us, right? And 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 as we do that, and again, it's, it's absorbing, you know, how people treat us, especially the people who we trust, our caregivers, our teachers, our coaches, our, our relatives, you know, grandparents, aunts, uncles, all that kind of stuff, right? We, 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 we learn how they're treating us. And of course, because these are the people that we believe in, these are the, these are our tribe, right? Well, that becomes the gold standard for treating people. Right. Because the way that my parents treat me is the way that, you know, that that has to be right. Right. Now, of course, that's the thing. Right. It's a very subjective experience. Right. So so the way my parents treated me becomes my gold standard for how people should treat each other. Well, you have a much different gold standard because your parents likely treated you a little differently or maybe drastically differently from how my parents treated me. You see how that works? So it's a very subjective sort of programming that we go through, right? And, and it's very safe to say that that thing is completely exclusive to you, right? There's no other person who has your programming, not even your siblings, which those are going to be the closest ones, but even them, it's not exact, Right. And so there's a specific, very subjective, very personal aspect to this. Right. And that's you. Right. That's your personality. That's that's what makes you tick. 
if you will. Okay. And so, and so, so when we experience anything on our, in, in the world, as we're walking through our life, right? Yes. We're experiencing in our body. We're experiencing in our emotions. We're experiencing it in our thoughts, but we're also experiencing it through this thing that we're talking about as Jack calls it the Dharma right? We're, we're experiencing things through our tendencies, through our, um, our experiences, through our relationships, through our trauma, right? Your trauma and the responses that you have created to your trauma, that is part of what we're talking about as the Dharma. Now, of course, there are people who lived a life without trauma, Lucky them, right? Good for you. It's rare. I mean, most people have some level of trauma, but but there are some people who have none, right? So does that mean that they don't have a dharma? No, it doesn't mean that at all, right? But if you do have trauma, that trauma becomes part of the dharma, right? And so, so why is this important, <laughs> right? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm glad you asked. <clears throat> As we go through life, right, what we're doing is we're, again, life is a moment-by-moment moment experience, right? We are literally experience life as, experiencing life as it unfolds moment-by-moment, moment, okay? And now in each of these given moments, as I'm experiencing the life around me, right, again, I'm experiencing it physically, emotionally, and cognitively, right, but there's also that fourth thing, right? That 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 aspect that makes me, like that that thing that really is. There's only one, right? That's me, right? And it's important to understand how much that plays into everything that I experience. Okay, now this is especially true with trauma. In, from your, you know, childhood trauma, adult trauma, it doesn't really matter, right? But when we experience trauma right? What trauma becomes is it becomes what we call an implicit memory. And that's really what we're talking about when we talk about the programming, right? The implicit memory is this, you know, kind of this, this, you know, functionality, right? Of, of our, of our body, right? It's like, it's, you know, or, or of the way that we kind of process the world, right? That implicit memories are the way in which, you know, it's almost like a prism, through which the entire world comes, right? But it's a prism that is just for you, right? Nobody else has the same prism as you, right? And so, so this is important because, as you just asked a few minutes ago, this is important because, you know, so, so let me give you an example, right, of my own self, right? So, so in my trauma, right? And I'll talk about the trauma just because it's, it's so much more powerful and easier to see this way, right? So, so my trauma, you know, is, um, you know, the, you know, part of my trauma response, let me put it, or how should I phrase this? So, so the trauma that I experienced, right, was very much about self-worth, right? It's very tied into self-worth, right? I was always made to believe that I really wasn't worth much. You know, I just didn't matter. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't, you know, physically fast enough or, you know, I was too fat. I was too this, I was too that, right? It was all kinds of stuff. Like I just wasn't enough for me, right? And so, so sometimes as an adult, 
right? I find myself experiencing things, right? So like, like if, um, for instance, like, you know, just the other day this happened, right? Where I, I wake up in the morning and I have two messages. So, so I'm supposed to have, my expectation is that I have, you know, five different meetings with people, right? <laughs> in, in my work, right? And, and I wake up in the morning and three of them have canceled, right? It happens. It's rare, but it happens, right? And so now all of a sudden I have this very, I go from what would have been a very busy day, like even, you know, struggling to keep up with everything to this day where it's like, wow, now I have all this time. What am I going to do with myself? Now, I certainly have enough to find myself to do, right? But there's this thing that happens to me right? Like when I'm not actually meeting with clients and I've only been able to put this together through the awareness that I've developed. And that's what we're talking about here, right? When we bring awareness to all of this, we start to see these patterns of behavior, right? And these patterns of behavior, we can start to see where they're coming from. And if you have, uh, you know, if you have experienced trauma in your life, well, chances are that's where you're going to, those roads are all going to lead back to the trauma, right? So for me, right, the trauma is this, or, or for me, the, 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 the way that it shows up in my life, in my moment to moment experience is that, you know, when I have these days where I don't have a lot of meetings, all of a sudden I start to feel depressed. You know, I start to get this like, oh gosh, I just, ah, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I just want to like take a nap like this. And, and it's temporary. I, I get myself out of it, of course, but it's this, this heaviness that I feel. Right. And so the other day I realized that, you know, and specifically what we're talking about here, right. It's not just a random example I'm using. It's a specific example that, that when I, when I feel this, right. What that is, is that's that trauma coming through because, because, when I'm meeting with people and I'm, you know, but it's not just the, it's not just being busy, right? I can keep myself busy. That's not a problem. I have plenty to do, right? But when I get to meet with people, right, it gives me such an enormous sense of self-worth, right? Because I can see, like I can, I, I, you know, I work with people for weeks and weeks and months and months and months and I see the transition. I see the, the growth. I see the healing that they're going through. And allowing myself to be kind of part of that process gives me a sense of self-worth, right? And so therefore, when that is taken away from me, now I start to feel the unworthiness, right? Now, this is, this is very, very important because obviously I don't want to live the way that like, I don't want to have to have, you know, a busy day of, of, of meeting with clients every day in order for my own, you know, well-being, right? Like I should be able to be well outside of that. And no matter what happens with my clients, right? Like we don't want to, you know, we don't want to kind of attach ourselves to circumstances that are the, the source of our happiness, right? Because the circumstances are uncontrollable and they're always variable. They're always, you know, they're always changing, right? And so now with this understanding, with this awareness, when I start to feel myself get that heaviness, that down, that, you know, it's not just a question of like, okay, let me do something to make myself busy so I don't feel this way anymore. Now I can say, oh, oh, that's that little kid in me. That's the little eight-year-old boy in me who, you know, or the, the 
12-year-old boy in me who whose father told him he was stupid, right? Like, that's that feeling. That, that feeling that I'm feeling right now, that's him. That's that little boy who's 12 years old and just crushed by the words of his father and just feels like he's just not worth anybody's time and not worth anybody's, you know, caring. And so once I see that, once I see that, oh, man, that's this little boy in here that's crying inside me. That's what that feeling is. It's not something wrong with me. It's what happened to me. And now I can, I can see that. And if I can hold that in my awareness and in my compassion, now... I can start to feel better about it. I can start, or, or not, not even that I'm trying to feel better about it, but what I can do is I can not be confused about it. I cannot be, like, I, I cannot, like, kind of be a victim of it, right? Because that's the way it felt before, right? It felt like, oh, gosh, my day. It's just, oh, what am I going to do? This feels terrible. I feel like I want to take a nap. And, and until I have my next meeting, that's the way I feel, you know? So, so it's not necessarily that I'm going to change that feeling, right? It's okay to feel that feeling. In fact, the feeling doesn't, it's actually good to feel that feeling, right? Because it, it gets me in touch with what's really happening. So it's, so it's the opposite of, of like, oh, let me just make myself busy so I don't feel this way anymore until my next client meeting. No, it's about feeling it even more and understanding. And now if I just practice some self-compassion towards myself, then yes, the feeling starts to change, which is good and stuff. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But more importantly, in that space of self-compassion and in that space of understanding and, and in that space of the awareness of this, these four pillars of my experience, moment-to-moment -moment experience, in that, that understanding, I feel authentic. I feel confident. I feel safe now. I don't feel the the unsafety of the confusion of what the heck is wrong with me? What happened? I was happy 10 minutes ago or as happy yesterday. Yeah, you know, as of last night, everything was, you know, uh, you know, people were telling me that that without me, they wouldn't be, you know, they, they, you know, who knows, like they'd be miserable, whatever, like all kinds of signs of my self-worth being very, very high and nothing happened in between except a couple of clients canceling, right? So it's not the client's canceling that's making me feel that heaviness. It's the trauma of my childhood that's making me feel it. And so in that understanding, now I'm growing and now I'm healing. And now I'm coming back into my authenticity, which is important. I hope somebody out there finds this helpful. Okay. I really do. I really do. And, 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 and if you have any questions or if you want to know more about this or you want to, you know, maybe understand how it applies to your life, maybe, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, Art, but I just don't get it. Like, I feel this. What does this mean? Kind of thing. I can help you work through that. I certainly can. Okay. And as always, there is a link in the description to get in touch with me. Okay. It's very simple. You just click on the link. It takes you into my calendar. You pick a day that you desire. You click on that day. It's going to show you the available times. If one of those times works out, click on it, put in your name, your email address, and answer a couple of questions. Done. I take it from there. 
All right? It's that easy. And I would love to see you. I'd love to talk to you that way. We can do Zoom where we look at each other or we can just do on the phone. That's fine too. All right? And, and again, please email me, though, if you're interested. If I get, like, say, even five people, I'm going to start this group. And, and, and it could really be something that could be very, very beneficial for a lot of people. Okay? And again, the idea here is to make it very accessible, okay, in terms of finance, right? Because I know how hard it gets. And this is one of the things that I have a problem with. This is why I do what I do is because, you know, therapy is expensive, you know, if you don't have a good insurance plan, then, you know, then, then it can be very expensive or it can be, you know, very inexpensive and you could have somebody just talking to you about, you know, kind of giving you a prescription for something, you know, and, and you know, there's, there's so much more to it. You know, there's so much more to be able to, you know, to, to understanding ourselves and to working through the things and again, feeling the feelings. All right. So. I hope this was helpful. Please let me know about the group. I would love to host this group. I'm really hoping that I get 10 people or even five people. All right, everybody. Have a great day today, and I wish you well. And uh, again, if you have any questions at all, I'm here to answer them, okay? All right, everybody. Back again tomorrow. Take care.